It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's continue with the second half of our interview with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as the Bengals look to get back on track over this bye week. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko, as always, joined by your host James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. If you're new to the show and this is the first time you've ever tuned in, go listen to yesterday's episode for part one of this interview with Brian Callahan. Also, make sure you subscribe to the show so we're delivered to your feed every day, whether you listen on YouTube or anywhere where you get your podcasts. We appreciate every single one of you who are everydayers, even during this bye week, when honestly we have some of the best content of the year because we get to talk directly to the Bengals coordinators. And I say that plural. Coming tomorrow will be our chat with Lou Anarumo on the defensive side of the ball where people are feeling a lot better. Uh, in general, both, I think, in the building and amongst the, the fan base after the last two weeks have been pretty dang good for that defense. But today we finish up with Brian Callahan. There's some health questions, some improvements over health that we're hoping to see. And we get into some phil- phil- philosophy, which I always love to do with Callahan because he he's very interesting to hear the perspective on things like play calling, on things like innovation. So we'll touch on those topics in part two with Brian Callahan starting now. How much of your optimism about turning it around is, is strictly health-based in the fact that obviously Joe is, yeah. is working through that calf, but also T Higgins and in that element, because you look at T's numbers and outside of the, the Baltimore game, it's not T-like numbers. No. And so as he gets healthier, I'm sure that'll, that'll get better. So how much is it of it is health-based? It's health based and it's also it's also what what our guys are made of. You know, we, we have an awesome group of players, guys that are accountable and responsible. Um, they, they understand where we can be better. They know it has to be better. Um, they take coaching great. Uh, they're they've proven that they can climb out of a hole. You know, we've we've had to kind of fight and scratch. And the one thing I, I, I always say about both all really three phases of our team is that our guys, our guys play as hard as you can play. Um, they, they got great effort, great intensity. Uh, it's never, that's, that's never been a problem for us. Um, and they, they're highly motivated to get better and make corrections. And so when you go, when you come into the building every day and that's the, the atmosphere you're surrounded by, and that's the energy you're surrounded by, it gives me a ton of confidence that our guys are, are going to be in great position to continue to get better. And, at the end of the day, if we're playing well as the season goes along and we play better each week, then then we're going to give ourselves a pretty good chance. And I just, I love the guys in the locker room. I love the guys in our offense. Uh, I know that they're they're fully capable of, of being better than we've been. And so that part, um, you know, we're not wishing on something we haven't seen before. You know, we, we've seen it. These guys have all done it. 
um, and they've all played at a really high level. And so it's up to it's up to us and to them to to find a way to draw that back out um, and play better in, in the spots that they need to play better and make the changes that we need to make. And we've done that every year uh, to a pretty successful degree. So uh, when you've done it before, you, you feel a whole lot more confidence. And again, we still have to go do it. But uh, my confidence that in, in the group is incredibly high. And I think everybody should be if I'm you know, speaking to everyone who's listening, we, we should all feel really good about our ability to, to get better and play better as the season goes along. And we've seen those adaptations come multiple years mm-hmm. with the same coaching staff and the same core of players, which is part of why, you know, after, after Sunday's game, I just can't bring myself to believe Joe Burrow is going to miss five passes randomly. Yeah. You know, in, in close succession in the second half, I, I feel like Joe's going to be playing much better, going to be more accurate with the football, not going to leave a back shoulder ball inside a little bit, not going to have those miscommunications happen on that interception, that sort of thing. But one thing that, that you mentioned on Monday was this idea of exploring going under center a little bit more now that Joe's calf is feeling a little bit better, that the QB sneak as, as something that you can at least threaten Mm-hmm. which you haven't even, you know, defenses haven't had respect. Um, is that something that painting broadly was something that you think has limited the run game? Or you mentioned that you feel like the run game is getting good production between RPOs and some of the some of the plays you have had, but it seems yep. like there's a, a cap on it. Is that something you think you can open up a little bit more with adding under center? Yeah, that's the idea. And, and I just, I do think that there's, you don't want to be pigeonholed, um, into one place. I think being able to, to be under center and have the back in the dot does, does help um, some run scheme. Not every run scheme does it make a huge difference, but it does help some. Uh, it does help you not telegraph necessarily what's, what's coming from the gun. There, there is some um, limitations into the direction the back can go from, from a shotgun set. Um, we've, we've, we've had some pistol that's, that's part of, part of that process to try to help that. And then, um, you know, again, if you can go under center and do some of that and then again, marry it up with, with a little bit of the action off of it. Uh, I think it does give you just a little bit more teeth, um, another element to add to the offense. I think it does help. And so uh, we'll see where that fits for us. I can't, you know, sit here and tell you, I know exactly how it's all going to look, but um, that's our, that's our job this week is to find those, find those things that we feel like are, are enough of a tweak, enough help to, to keep our offense improving and i think that uh, under center is is potentially one of those ways you mentioned chase brown as someone that could get some touches here Mm -hmm. in the second half of the season the final 11 games how important is it to find someone behind joe to get carries because travion i think has done a a solid job pass blocking joe same thing but i think he's played 74 percent of the snaps this year on pace for a career high over 800 snaps I'm sure you guys are aware of that and, and are looking for, for someone to emerge. Is it Chase? Is the hope that it's Chase? Is yeah, that RB2 from a, from a carry perspective? I know it might be a committee still. Yeah, he just has a different he has a different skill set than, than the guys um, here. And, and I think Travion's – there hasn't been a lot of opportunity for those guys, and I think for us to, to let those guys have chances to carry the ball, with Chris Evans included in that mix, is, uh, is good for our team. You know, they are – Joe has played a lot of snaps. Um, I don't quite know off the top of my head what, the, what his split was, particularly on base downs with, with Samaje, but um, we definitely felt like we were able to 
get the most out of out of both of them with an ability to split some carries. And again, it's a long season. Um, there's a lot of carries to be had for, for those guys, for Joe in particular, and he's played a lot of snaps. And um, just like those guys on, on the defensive line is that you, you're mindful of, of how much they have to take, even though Joe's capable of taking a lot. Um, we still want him to, to have the same fresh fresh legs and, and juice and, and physicality that he runs with all the time. So uh, for someone else to emerge as a, a secondary ball carrier is just something that I think we, uh, we have to give those guys opportunities to do it. Um, we have to get more first down so we have more uh, carries to give, uh, which has been part of the problem. You know, we have some of these games where we haven't had a lot of first downs, and uh, that's kind of limits that process. So uh, they're, they're deserving of, of opportunities to carry the ball. Um, we're going to need somebody to step up and – and hopefully that Chase gives us something, again, skill set-wise. He's got some explosiveness and some quickness that um, he displayed, obviously, in training camp and in the preseason that uh, we have yet to see in the regular season, but hopefully that, that gives us some something different in the run game and, and helps us get more out of it. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are perfect for you. And yes, you. No, I don't have to see you or meet you to know that Bird Dogs are going to be a go-to in your wardrobe if you give them a try. I'm wearing Bird Dogs joggers right now, and I'm going to be wearing them throughout Bengals practices for the rest of fall, certainly this winter, hopefully well into to February when, well, it's in Vegas if they make it to the big game, and I'll be wearing the Bird Dogs shorts. The point is, is Bird Dogs are going to have the, and they do have, the best khaki shorts for you. They have the best, most comfortable joggers that you're, not going to take off. So check them out today. And well, you can thank me later at birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. You'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. The best fitting pants, joggers, shorts that you could ever ask for. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shifting to a, a couple of philosophical questions that I've warned you about uh, that, that I always like to ask you. Uh, to do with play calling, to do with innovation, to do with creativity, and some buzzwords that, that have been very popular this year. I wanted to start with this idea of play calling diversity. It seems like from my perspective, you're seeing more of the stuff that you do less of on scripted drives. So by that, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, pistol, yep. for, for example, so some different formational things, some different personnel groupings on scripted drives. Um, and then maybe later in the game when, you know, 
it's, it's live and, and you're just trying to go drive to drive, you get more of your staples called more frequently, things that you've done a lot over the years. From from a play calling perspective, not that you're directly calling the plays, but is that a uh, how, how do you balance that idea of like you know the tendency breakers, the the more the, the the newer concepts, the risk versus comfort in in various concepts when you get later into games and, and you're trying to figure out the right buttons to push. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's a good question. Um, we've always you always look around the league and, and you have defensive coordinators and they always talk about you know survive in the early part of the game and that's uh i think a, a tendency for all play callers uh, at, at every in every nfl team is that there's um a handful of things that you you put out early and you got to see how they're going to play it and you try to come to whatever is going on early on you spend a little more time uh, on that process um you, you walk through that usually at least another extra time or two and so there's a lot more uh, attention paid to it as you get into the game and the flow of the game um, sometimes you you get back to the things that you that you know and trust. There is a comfort level with certain certain schemes and certain play calls uh, from the quarterback to the play caller. I think that's a there's almost a natural progression of things for a lot of guys. Um, and the the key is is how do you how do you balance that? How do you continue to to push um, the envelope of of what you're doing formationally, schematically? Um, and then settling in on things that you feel like you can go execute in, in, a, in a pressure moment. And uh, I think you've seen over the over the years for us when we've, we've gotten into some, some tight spots and big moments, um, most of those things are, are what the quarterback feels best about executing, and he tends to make those things work. Um, and that's just how we're, we're built a little bit uh, with Joe and, and how he plays with our receivers. That part uh, has proven effective for us in – particularly when you talk about the end of the Kansas City games, you know, both the one at home uh, and the and the playoff games. Um, you know, there's a there's the tried and true element, the bread and butter of, of we know these are going to be plays that Joe can execute. And then you have to balance that with, um, you know, new schematic thoughts that might be things that you uh, don't have as much confidence in, but the potential is, is a lot higher for them to the risk and the reward are, are a little bit higher on both ends. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good philosophy question. I think you, if you watched most uh, teams, there's probably some semblance of uh, early, a lot of early stuff. And then the game settles in and they settle in the, to some of the things they're good at. Um, but the, the key for us is to keep trying to evolve and keep trying to push the boundaries of, of the high risk, high reward stuff with our things that we're good at. And um, you know, that's one of the things we, we take a look at over the course of the bye week is to try to find more ways to, um, we need more explosive plays, so we got to find more ways to get them. From a, a tendency perspective, and then mm -hmm. also a self-evaluation perspective, how unique is it over the first six weeks, knowing that you were limited in in what you were doing, and and how do you take that into consideration? Because it's it's different than it would have looked had Joe been one hundred percent healthy. Yeah, I think um, we just have to find the things that we've done well, um, the things that we've introduced that. Uh, we feel like have, have helped us. And then you look at the things that haven't been good and, and you look at why is it, are they not good because we haven't been um, good at quarterback or, or is it, are we not good? Are they not good because we haven't um, had the receivers in the right places? You just, you try to evaluate all those things. And one thing I will always say is that, you know, I was told a long time ago by Tom Moore, who's 
you know, obviously one of the best offensive coaches in, in NFL history, I would think. And, you know, he always said that, you know, tendencies aren't, aren't a bad thing. That means one, you're good at something. Uh, and two, as long as you're aware of them, you can break them. And uh, I've always sort of functioned on that belief that there is, there is some good in tendency. It's not, it's not a bad thing to, to be good at something and know that you're good at it and know that when you call it, it's going to work. Um, but then the, the balance of it is, is when to break it, how to break it. Um, and, and that process of, of figuring out what are we doing off of it? What's the counter? What's the next step? What's the evolution of those things? And so uh, that's, that's sort of where I've always fall on that. But um, you certainly have to be aware of your tendencies and you have to know that formationally, how you break them, um, the, where your back sets, your, all those things all factor into it, uh, where you put your tight end, how you motion, uh, that stuff all, all matters. And you have to be able to break those tendencies um, or at least have plays on plays that, that all feel very similar to that part of it. So um, that's the fun of the, that's the fun of the bye week when you get a chance to reflect on a little bit of it um, through six games. Obviously you wish they had like maybe seven or eight more games, seven, eight games to go off of, but um, that's where we're at. One play that immediately comes to mind is T Higgins runs like a eight yard stop. I think it was a third down play from the slot. He's mm -hmm. run some slot fades this year. He yep. can threaten. I think he has a safety on him. He's going to threaten that guy over the top. He just stops. The safety's doing everything in his power just to not be on his butt. You get free yards out of that. So yep. uh, it's, a good, it's a good example of one. T's had two of those this year, you know, where he's, he's pushed up. It's like he's selling the slot fade and, slammed on the brakes and it's created some really good separation and you know he's he's a tough guy to, to cover vertically and so those those dbs tend to get out of there pretty quickly and um it's been a good again it's a, that's a good example if you're looking for you know tangible examples of of plays on plays and and things looking the same but end up being different at, at the end of the snap is that that's a pretty good a pretty good example of one today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. get into the NFL action with the Bengals on a bye. That's all right. FanDuel is still here for you. And right now you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 guaranteed in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is here for you. So, you're probably watching Red Zone this weekend. You're going to watch a bunch of games with the Bengals on a bye. Sit back, relax, and get into all the action from player props to spreads, over-unders, and so much more. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is also brought to you by Jace Medical. And Jace Medical believes that everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, whether that's an emergency situation, whether that's travel. They want you to be prepared, and that's why they offer the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication when you need it whatever that circumstance is. They'll make sure you have that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They make it easy. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery to ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared with the Jace case. Right now you can get $20 off that Jace case from Jace Medical using our code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical. 
Lifesavingantibiotics.com. Promo code locked on for $20 off those life-saving antibiotics. Last one for me, and it's pretty open-ended. I was just hoping that I could get your perspective on innovation mm-hmm. in the NFL creativity in the NFL in 2023 and given time constraints in the CBA, what have you, how much time you have to practice, how much space do you feel like there is for innovating new ideas in a game where most things have frankly been tried versus going back to our early conversation about getting some of those details right or adapting ideas that fit in with what you're already doing. They're more wrinkles rather than innovation. What's your perspective on that topic in that's probably the best way to put it. it for for most most teams it's a it's a wrinkle it's an addition um it's something that you you introduce and you try to build off it as the weeks go by um, because you just you, you lack a lot of the time and energy to to really try to be good you can't be good at everything all the time and, and you try to find some wrinkles and work on those and make them better um, while still continuing to sharpen your craft at, at the, at your core of what you, what you're good at. Um, the innovation thing, I think it's, I think it's, it's a frustrating topic for, for me sometimes, but um, you know, for example, like I think, I think that the, you know, Miami had that little lead block play uh, that scored this week mm-hmm. and I spend, I, I watch everything around the league. I watch all the explosive plays. I watch all the touchdowns. I watch, I watch a couple of different teams. I, I, I watch as much as you can watch without, you know, interfering with, with prep. And um, some of that's to, to steal ideas. Some of that's to see what other people are doing, see what defenses are doing. Um, it's part of your weekly process for most coaches in the league. And I get to the point where, you know, you're seeing a lot of things that used to be good come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's, that slant, that block play has been around since, I mean, it, it, it used to be a big 21 personnel, excellent spacing. The fullback would be the lead blocker. The back was on a wide. I mean, I want to say, you know, Mike Shanahan was running that thing in like the late 90s. Or Bill Walsh probably ran it in 87. So it's like, you know, the, 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 some of that stuff is, isn't new. But I think guys are doing a really good job of, of finding ways to bring those older concepts uh, into what they do. And there, there's some pretty cool stuff that's out there. Guys are doing a good job with that. Um, around the league and you try to find things that fit. You try to find time to work on, on things that are new that you maybe don't work on over the course of an off season that, you know, some of the motions and things that are in the NFL right now, those aren't things that were people were doing a lot of last year. And so now you see uh, a couple of uh, explosive plays come off a of motion and then you're going to see every coach in the league watching all the explosive plays and like, Oh, that's pretty good. And then you're going to see it 25 more times the next week by six different teams. And so, um, those are the things that happen. You, you try to keep up with trends and um, that's how the, that's how the league works. We're all, we're all thieves. Um, we all steal each other's stuff and, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That means you're, you're studying and you're learning and you're getting better and you're, you're taking things that maybe somebody else did and you see how they fit with your offense um, and your players, because everybody's got different skill sets around the league. There's, there's nobody that can duplicate what Miami's doing because they don't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Devin A-Chain. Uh, Those guys are, a different style of player than some teams have, but the concept might be good and you might find a way to integrate it into to what you have um, to, to use it. And again, we all run the same place and <laughs> everybody runs the same place. There's not a whole lot of, of plays you turn on and be like, Oh my God, I've never seen that before. That's very rare. Um, you know, the league has, it's just a matter of how you use your personnel with those schemes, how you dress up those core schemes 
uh, with your formations, with your motions, with your personnel groupings. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun to see what, what people do. But at the end of the day, if you take the, the core concept, it's probably been around for since football's inception, um, since they started throwing forward passes. And, and you know, you look at, this, at the tape, and there's a lot of the same plays on tape. Um, just maybe some have some lipstick or some have a dress on, and it looks a little bit different for, for everybody. So uh, ultimately, it's always going to be about what kind of players do you have and do, do those things um, fit what your players do well and if they do what do you do with those what, what do you do with it when you talk about deploying the, the personnel you have um, and so it's kind of a constantly evolving process that we work on over the course of the season and uh, some things fit and some things don't a lot of things you work on maybe don't get called in a game um, and you work on them and they get you know you might be working on them for two three four weeks before they get called in the game and you feel really good about the the reps invested and uh, the time on task so I don't know if that's a good answer. Uh, it was probably longer winded than you were anticipating, but uh, that's the best way I can describe it. That's what I was hoping for. That, that's what the open-ended questions are going for. Always appreciate the yep. philosophical thoughts, Brian. Always appreciate the time and perspective. And of course. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us again here on Locked on Bengals. You got it. Always happy to come on. Good stuff from Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. We really appreciate him all of his time. Make sure you check out, if you missed part one, part one of our conversation with the Bengals offensive coordinator. I think a big takeaway is that he's certainly confident that they're going to be able to right the ship. Was not afraid to vo voice his frustration this week with the Riders or certainly here on this pod. So hopefully the Bengals can do that. In the meantime, let's talk with Luana Rumo. Bengals defensive coordinator Luana Rumo will join us on tomorrow's show. So subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And for Jake Lisko, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.